1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
0: Yeah, Digitex does that. D i g i t e x dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
3: 134 in Edmonton, Brendan S. Scott with you. Steering the ship home on this Oilers game day, it is the Oil and Red Wings tonight at Rogers Place and right here on 6.30, Chad, 5.30 for the face-off show, puck drops just after 7 o'clock with Jack and Bob. Gotta remind you that some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table, visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, North Side, and Sherwood Park locations. Gonna catch up with the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blashill, in a little bit here but right now we're pleased to be joined on the river cree resort casino hotline by the head coach of the edmonton oil kings it is brad lauer and brad you guys are seven one and three through the first 11 games of the season number six right across the country in the chl rankings so just assess your team's performance through the first stretch of the season
1: yeah you know i think uh you know at the start of it i think we talked about um you know our team game maybe not being as sharp as it has would like to have at the start of the year, but I really thought we've the last six games we've we've really buckled down and started playing our team game, and 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 as, and as a result, um, you know we're getting a few wins and we're playing a lot more consistent now.
3: And at this stage in the season, you're starting to see the guys really adhere and adapt to the systems that you're trying to implement. No excuses of of not knowing at this point, right?
1: yeah no this like I said, we're fortunate we had a lot of guys returning um some of the guys obviously we had guys at main camp uh at pro camp were were gone for most of the training camps and some of the new things uh you know it took' them time to get uh when they got back to get adjusted to, but now we're all settled in, and um you know the guys are comfortable now with what we wanna what we wanna do.
3: Matthew Robertson on the back end, one of those players that returned from pro camp. He gets the nice new contract with the Rangers. What has his uh, re-addition, I guess, to your back end meant to the team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously when you get a guy like Matthew back with his caliber and just the way he plays the game, you know, the way he can skate, the way he can move the puck. And, you know, uh, we're fortunate that we've returned quite a few of our our D from last year. And uh, just having him back just kind of gives us uh, an option to, be a lot more creative with our D pairings as far as matching up um, our D, our D with number one uh, lines and, and stuff like that. So it just opens up a, um, a lot of options that we can use our defense in. And, and obviously, with him be back and, and the calibre plays, it just uh, with the power play and the penalty kill, he just adds that much more to it.
3: Carter Such playing in front of Matthew Robertson kind of exploded offensively the last couple of games first star in the last two for you guys so what are you seeing in Carter's game that is sort of allowed for uh, for a breakout of sorts there
1: well I think you're just seeing junior hockey it's the, you know the way it works from year to year I mean um, you know if you look at his progress last year he made some big steps from his first year and, um, and I believe he had like 45 points last season and you know, obviously, um, he put the time in this summer to to take his game to the another level, and you know, I think he's had a really good training camp for us. And you know, the first ten games of the season, he's been uh, he's taking that game uh, to the next next step, which um, you know, which we need guys like, like him to do. I mean, uh, he's one of the guys we lean on, and along along with our, those other guys like David Cope and Liam Keeler and uh, Williams, and you know, all these guys that uh, are a year older and. Uh, we expect um, them to take the next step, and Carter has the first 10 games.
3: You mentioned Josh Williams, second on your team and scoring now. A bit of a down year for him last year in his draft season, uh, but it looks like he's regaining some confidence and regaining that offensive flair. I'll ask you the same thing. What have you seen in Josh's game that's uh, that's had him re- reemerge as one of the uh, more prolific scorers in the league?
1: Yeah, you know, I think with Josh last year, I think uh, expectations for him after coming out of the Helinka Cup. I mean, he was rated fairly high in the draft, and it's a lot of pressure for these kids at that age. And you know, some kids can handle it, some some can't handle it as as, as others can. And you know, if you don't get off to a good start, it kind of snowballs. And I think, you know, last year just didn't go well for him, and it kind of just snowballed. And I think when we made the trade for him, uh, I think he starts. This game started turning around but um again he's another guy that put the time in the summer with the skating and and just you know just his all-around game uh you know he vested into it and uh he's playing with a lot more confidence he's uh he's shooting the puck first um last year he was one of those guys who always looked to, to to pass it and instead of maybe he'd pass up shooting opportunities and this year now he's it just seems to be playing with a lot more confidence and skating much better. and uh, we, expect to, uh, we expect him to have a really good year for us
3: too also. Chatting with the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer, on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Brad, I'll ask you about Riley Sawchuck as well. He's a 20-year-old that you acquired just ahead of the start of the season, uh, is now leading the team in scoring. Uh, what has he meant in that addition to your group, uh, both on the score sheet but maybe even more so in a leadership role?
1: yeah i mean i think you know we talked a lot about our 20 year olds and how important they are in this at this level and you know we lost uh you know three year olds last year i thought they were a good example they're one of the reasons why we we had the season we had. we had good good uh, good 20 year olds uh good teammates um again we went out and uh, it was available for us this summer and you know, he's one of those guys that's, uh, you know, good in the room. Um, you know, he's, he gets along with everybody. He, he helps guys, the young kids along. And, you know, he backs up with his game on the ice, obviously. He's got a knack for scoring goals and being around the net. And um, he's one of those guys that's going to fill the holes for the 20 olds that left last year. And again, he, we's, uh, we do lean on our 20-year-olds an awful lot, and again, we expect a lot of things from him.
3: And he plays both power play and penalty kill. He's got a shorthanded goal. He's got a power play goal, but even more impressive, yeah. he's yeah. up around 55% in the face-off circle, so that's got to be something that you can appreciate when you trust a guy, a veteran guy like that, to put him out in any situation late in the game, right?
1: Well, it is now, because now they get done. They obviously, with icing's and power plays, teams get to pick their face-off dot now, and... Uh, you know, we're very fortunate. We have two guys right now that are over fifty five percent. I think Scotty Atkinson's up there and, and Riley Sawchuk. So we got a lefty righty combination. So we could put both those guys on the ice and still feel very comfortable going into that diesel zone face off for us and, and uh, you know, that's 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 an important part of our game is those face off percentages. It's nice to have that for sure.
3: Now, backstopping all this, it's been a pretty solid split between Todd Scott and Sebastian Casa, who's now two and zero in his uh, rookie stretch here as a, as a WHL goaltender. A big body back there for you guys when he does get in. Uh, is he forcing him mm-hmm. forcing his way into some more playing time based on his early season performance? Well, I
1: think it's it's one of those things. I think we, yeah, I mean, he's played well. Um, he's working hard practices, and he's doing. He's doing the extra things to, to to stay sharp and you know, he's had a good first two starts where he's he's been solid for us and um, you know, he's one of those guys. He's a, like you said, he's a big kid, he's six foot five and he takes up a lot of the net and he he, um, he, he, he is, he is uh, forcing some more minutes, and, you know, it's, it's good to see. I like to see I, we, last year I thought we had a really good competition with Todd Scott and, and, and Miskew, and, uh, again, I think we're starting to see that this year, and they're kind of just uh, pushing each other, which is good to have.
3: Let me ask you about Dylan Gunther, Brad. He's not necessarily tearing up mm-hmm. the score sheet, but just curious in your eyes how he's been adapting to his first full-time season in the WHL
1: yeah i think Dylan's doing well i mean i think uh you know he's he's a big part of our team like uh you know being a young young guy sixteen we got him on the we have him on the power play um right now and he's kind of little, i think he's a little bit frustrated with with the numbers i think he expected to have uh, better numbers uh you know he had a great training camp for us and i think he had a team with five or six goals and uh you know he i think he expect to have uh, have those kind of numbers going into the season, and um, you know it's a different, it's a different type of game when the regular season starts. And um, he's been getting a lot of opportunities. He's been doing well. We're not, we're not disappointed with him at all. I think he's just frustrating. That uh, I think he just has to understand the process of junior hockey. It's a big step coming out of midget, and um, he's done some good things. He's just got to, he's just got to trust himself, uh, and and. and believe that, uh, you know, when he has the opportunity to, to shoot the puck, that he shoots the puck, and, and uh, you know, eventually they're going to go in because he's, he's doing a lot of good things for us.
3: And so I just look at a name like Jake Neighbors and think that the career trajectory is something that... Uh that Gunther could likely mirror himself afterwards just in terms of the international play. And then, of course, he gets named, does Gunther, to the U-17 uh, Canadian team. So as a coach for you, Brad, I'm sure that's a little bit bittersweet having to negotiate life without him for a few weeks. Uh, But knowing that the experience he's going to come back with will make make him a a real good hockey player.
1: I mean, this is a great opportunity for him. He gets there amongst his peers, his age group, and obviously it's not a great, as a coach, I don't want to see him go, because he's a big part of our team, and, um, you know, for our group. But again I think it'd be opportunity for him to go play and, and, and showcase his talents amongst uh, you know, the best and is is a good opportunity for him and I think it's uh it'll be a good opportunity for him. It's it's uh, I believe he'll be gone for six games in November for us, but um it'll be a, a good opportunity for him to uh, to showcase his talents.
3: Now, coming off this long road trip you guys had, it's like one game in a span of almost two weeks, so how are you managing? Yeah. Obviously, the rest is going to be welcomed after being on the road for so long, but keeping them in game shape and ready to rock and roll.
1: Yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's tough with Junior. I mean, obviously, we came out of the gates. We played a lot of games here. I think we got to play in our 12th game tonight, and some teams have only played eight, but... Um, we train all season to. We train all summer to play right away, and uh, I like to come out of the gate playing a lot of hockey. And I think this is a good time right now. We have, like you say, we have some downtime. We can, you know, we we just kind of manage our practices, making sure the guys are staying and, and, and sharp on their games, but also making sure they're getting the right rest because we did come off that road trip and with some guys that had the flu, and uh, we wanted to make sure we take care of that. Um, coming on, on, on uh, last week, I guess, you know, with some rest. Uh, we had to give the guys two days off, so um, it is time for it is opportunity to rest, and it is uh, some time to also work on on certain things in our game. I think that we needed to focus on, I think we we're able to do that this past week. And again, we'll probably do the same thing next week. And then when you look the month of November; we we come out in November with playing 14 games that month, so um, we got to take advantage of the rest this month too.
3: One last question for the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer. You are in Red Deer tonight. You get the Rebels, who have—they're uh, not doing too too bad out of the gate. Kind of a middling record there. Um, what do you? What's the scouting report on this team, and how do you guys emerge victorious tonight? Well, I
1: think the big thing is—is is that uh, you're right there. They're—they're a good team. They're—they're they're a Brent Sutter team. You know what? They're, you know what you're going to get. You know you're gonna, you get—you know they're going to compete. You know they're going to work. You know they're going to be very detailed in their execution. Um, you know the other thing is they're coming off two you know, two games. I think they lost nine one and five nothing um, their last two games. So they haven't had a good week. They're a lot of fun this week. So they're going to be a little bit miserable, I'm sure, the first period. So we've got to be ready to be ready to handle that and then keep the game simple and just eventually um, you know get, you know get our speed game going and and take that to him and, and, uh, you know, just be ready to to manage the puck, especially in the first period.
3: Brad, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much and good luck tonight. Great, thank you. That is head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brad Lauer. It's the Oil Kings and Rebels down in Red Deer tonight, at 7 o'clock puck drop, if you're interested in checking that one out. And we're going to hear from the head coach of The Visitor tonight at Rod. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once.
0: It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price.
3: plays Jeff Blashill manning the bench for the Detroit Red Wings. We'll get to that when we return on Oilers Now.
0: Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630
3: Chet. Brendan Escott with you here the rest of the way on a game day on Oilers Now. It's 149 in Edmonton. Without further ado, I've been promising you'll hear from the head coach of the visitors tonight, the Detroit Red Wings. Jeff Blaschel was in conversation with Jack Michaels earlier on this afternoon.
2: I mean, you know, the one thing we did a good job of the first number of games was we weren't in the box much. We didn't have to kill. You had to kill two penalties. If you do a good job early, one, you don't have to kill anymore. Two, they can't get any uh, rhythm on it. Um, lately, we've taken too many penalties. So now when you start killing five and six, it's, it gets hard. Especially if you don't have success early, then you, you, you kind of chink away your own confidence a little bit. So we got to make sure, one, we stay disciplined. Obviously, they gotta, they got a power play that's really humming right now um, I think like any any uh, power play if, if you can win face offs clear the puck down and not let them set up with a good uh, PK4 check gives you your best chance if when you're in your zone for a long time against a great power play there's a good chance they're going to get a real ch- a real shot on net so we got to make sure when we do take penalties that we we win the face off we clear it down we have a great uh, PK4 check you, you got to do a, obviously a great job with the side on McDavid you got to um, you know do the best you can to make them defend and not have the puck all night. If, if if they have the puck all night, uh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get lots of opportunities. So You gotta make them defend as much as you can. Um, no, they're not the only guys. Obviously, James Neal's off to a hot start. has uh, always been a good player in this league. I think Sheehan looks like he's really skating right now. Um, so we got to worry about our game. I think in the last two nights we've got beat bad. Our last two games we've got beat bad. Um, I think there's parts of our game, you know, like even going into the third period last night we were, I think, out chancing them uh, 11 to eight, or no, more than that, maybe 14 to eight at that point. And then, and then once we got scored on, uh, I didn't think we reacted well enough. Uh, once it went 3-1 and went 4-1 right away, you got to keep that thing 3-1 and, and keep finding a way to uh, create and uh, make it 3-2. And next thing you know you're right back in the hockey game. So we just got to react a little bit better once we get scored on and uh, make sure we're playing 60 minutes. Listen, I had, I had Riley in Grand Rapids. I, I think he's an, he's an awesome, awesome person, first of all. He's a, he's a, a great teammate. He's a great competitor. Um, I've got nothing but real positive things to say about him. I think he's a – that year was just one of those years. It was unfortunate. He's a – I've said this lots. i said it after that year. Like, he can score goals. He, he has scored goals in this league. Um, he's, a, he's a guy that can contribute to, in secondary scoring, which I know is something that's been important to try to find here. Um, there's no doubt about it. He's a big body who. From my understanding, he's trimmed his, trimmed his weight a little bit, so he's a little bit quicker. He looks like it on the ice, uh, but he's got a real good skill set. Um, he can defend. Uh, he can play in lots of different roles. So I, I'm a big fan of Riley
3: Sheen. There you have it. That is head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blasio. Let's go quickly to this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks live at the United Center. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day back in 2005, the Oilers retired Paul Coffey's number seven prior to a game against the Phoenix Coyotes. A game which the Oilers went on to lose. 4-3 in overtime. Derek Morris scored the winner in that one. I think we are going to have enough time to squeeze this in, so let's get to it. Zach Cassian in conversation pregame with Bob Stoffer. Zach, 6-1 uh, and one start. It's a fun game when things are
0: going there. You've been there uh, before with the team a couple of years ago, but you're in a different spot now maybe than back then. Just a the thought on continuing with Connor and Leon and what it's like to play with those
4: guys on a regular basis. Yeah, well, they're obviously two great players. Obviously, they've been having a lot of offensive success and uh, obviously, I'm just trying to do my part on that line and and help contribute any way I can uh, to keep this train going in the right direction. What do
0: you do to ensure that you play your game and you don't defer too much when you got chances to make
4: plays yourself? Yeah, it's, it's a fine line. I think you want to get them to the puck. You want to right. You want to play the odds. You want to get them to the puck as much as you can. But at the same time, I think uh, it's even happened a few times uh, in the last couple of games where you kind of you're stuck watching them. But uh, when I'm when I'm at my best with them, you're 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 playing with instinct. You're taking pucks to the net yourself, and from that you're creating room but uh, you got it's a fine line you can't you can't uh just pass the puck to him, to, to pass the puck to him it has to be the right play at the right time. Are we at the stage now where you still catch yourself going, I
0: can't believe Connor just did that, or conversely now that you've played with him for the last four years, you're saying, actually I can believe that he just did that.
4: Yeah, nothing surprises me more uh, anymore with him, he obviously is a, a great player um, is on, I nice, speak for himself but the way he, he handles the off-ice is truly uh, impressive I know a lot of the guys uh, think the same Um, he he's one thing on the ice but he's a good teammate and he wants to win and um, we're going to need him and and leon uh, to keep continuing to to be the horses they are Uh, and we need more guys to follow if we're going to keep
0: this thing going you have a dimension but you're playing with those guys so do you have to read the game well in that situation and uh you know it when it doesn't require it you don't need to engage or get anything going when you guys are up in games and that sort of things, you just let those guys play. Conversely, maybe when your team needs a Sparks, do you kinda of have to read the situation a little bit
4: more now, maybe, than when you're playing a little further down the line? Yeah, I think it's it's a little different. Obviously, you are you're, you're put on a line there, you you have to produce. If you don't produce, it's pretty simple. If you find someone else, there's a lot of people that can play on that line. Um, I bring a unique skill set, and in order for me to, to stay there, um, I need to, to bring that, that skill set night in and night out. But uh, it's a little different, obviously, if you're further down the line a little less minutes um, you have to bring something to the table you got to do something you got to be engaged in the game somehow if it's not on the score sheet obviously you're, you're trying to mix it up or you're trying to be a little more physical a little more yappy but yeah it's it's all about gauging the game and um, you got to really be engaged in the game to, to see what the game needs at that point in time your team had more game than you guys maybe shown the third period against philly the other night they took it to you a pretty good five on four yeah, we, we weren't too happy with that. But that's a, that's a positive step for our group. I think we could have just sat here and said it was a it will win and we could have sat back and, and bygones be bygones. But we knew in here uh, from the coaching staff all the way down to the, to the very last player that um, it wasn't a very good outing for us. And we got back to the drawing board watching video and we know what we need to do to, to be a better team. And obviously if we do that, we feel um, we got some pretty good traction right now.
3: There you go. We'll see if the big man can keep it going alongside, uh, well, I suppose, Connor McDowell. David tonight is a pretty good spot for him to be playing. Again, it is the Oilers and Red Wings from Rogers Place you can catch the call right here on 630 Ched. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown and Bob Stoffer will have your face-off show beginning at 5:30. And then the puck drops just after 7 o'clock. If you're heading to the game, remember they will be wearing those beautiful third jerseys for the first time. It is third jersey Friday. I believe there's a 10% discount on uh, those sales at the rink tonight as well. So check it out. Always a pleasure talking to you. We'll do the same again on Monday when we will have a recap of the Oilers' weekend action. Of course, they're taking on the Winnipeg Jets on Sunday as well. We'll also hear from NHL insider John Shannon. Lots of political stuff to talk about today on the afternoon news. That's what's coming up with Jalen Nye. 6.30 chat afternoons, I should be more specific. That is following a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. My name is Brendan Escott. Thanks for listening. We'll check in next week.